Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Welcome to One for the Road, a podcast about running and the rest of your life. On today's podcast, we have a transatlantic Skype session, a chat about the London Marathon, our regular on the run feature is brought to you by a Hackney residing mega babe, and we have a chat about ultras with our friend of the podcast, Stephanie. Hi, welcome to episode four of One for the Road. I'm Lissy and this week I'm here on my own as Harry has so rudely decided to go and get married and swan off on her honeymoon. It's a bit weird just sitting and talking on my own. I'm actually not even in my house so it's even weirder as I'm sat in a public space talking to myself. So I'm just pretending that I'm on the phone but it's a bit weird. So to make sure that this doesn't go on for too long and the world doesn't think I'm crazy, um, I actually managed to... um, talk to Harry all the way in Peru um, thanks to the power of Skype and the internet which was amazing so it was really good to speak to her Um, did that yesterday so I'm just going to go straight in and uh, let you listen to our chat because it's way better than me talking to myself like a bit of a loon so here you go So this is exciting. Um, we're being technologically advanced again and I managed to record Harry whilst we're talking on Skype and I'm sitting in my bedroom in London and Harry is somewhere rather more exciting. Harry, where are you? <laughs> I am in a hostel room in Cusco in Peru. Ah, so yeah, quite a long way away. <laughs> the power of the internet. It's so cool. I know, this is so cool. <laughs> What time is it there? Here it is, quarter, quarter past nine on a Sunday okay. evening. Uh, it's quarter past three on the uh, Sunday afternoon, so we're behind you guys. I'm surprised so it's I've not got, a bigger I've got time the difference. afternoon to live. Yeah, six hours. Yeah, it's and, like um, time travel. Yeah, because the flight is long. <laughs> it's <is> so long. <laughs> it's, it was 11 hours from Madrid. So it just oh, felt it like wasn't it was direct. No. Oh. No. And our aeroplane did not have any televisions, and they gave us a little bit of food, but oh, it was a long, no. long, long oh, 11 gosh. hours. Wow. That is long. How's it going? Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been, it's very hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, hot now. We were in the mountains and it was freezing, uh, and there was like snow on all the tops of the mountains, and we were walking, I just have not bought enough layers of me, so I was wearing like every I bought in my backpack to stay warm <laughs> so that's been a good look oh. but we're now in Cusco and Cusco is really hot which is oh, good. good but 
it's also really chaotic. We've got here, we went on a night bus last night, so it's been like a 10-hour bus journey. We got in really early this morning. So we've been out for a walk, and there's some sort of, like, festival religious parade thing on where, like, the whole of, I don't know, like, every rank of the Peruvian army has been, like, walking through the um, main square, and they've all been dancing and singing and, like, like throwing firecrackers and stuff. And you're really like, I've not had enough sleep i'm just really tired <laughs> so we've come back for a little hangout for a bit before oh, we go back out again because there's obviously some sort of big celebration on as we mentioned on our last podcast it was a uh, you know when we spoke again i'd be married and you'd be a two-time marathoner so how did it go i, I can't believe i haven't even seen you since and i won't see you for another two weeks <laughs> no so yeah it was a week ago today um that i ran uh, the london marathon ah! um I think I'm just about recovered now, both mentally and physically. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was really, really tough. I knew it was going to be tough. It was tougher than I thought it was going to be, actually. Um, no. Uh, yeah. If it's I could, a long way. It is a really long way. And I'm just really sad that I can't... I, if I sat here and said I really enjoyed running the London Marathon, it would be a big fat lie. And I'm really sad about mm-hmm. that because... Um, I know so many people would love to run it and most people would really enjoy it, but I didn't really... Oh, I kind of did because once I managed to be like, just accept that I wasn't going to get a PB and accept that I was going to do quite a lot of walking, I think I enjoyed it a lot more because I was like, I'm I'm going to get through it. I'm just going to take it at a yeah. very like walk-run scenario. Um mm. You're yeah. able to kind of enjoy the atmosphere then a bit more, aren't you? Because you, you're not clinging onto the pressure of the things that you wanted to achieve and actually can relax into it a bit more. Yeah, I think, um, so I was looking at my splits the other day and mile 24 was one of my fastest miles. And I think it was because by that point I knew, one, that I was actually going to finish it and two, that I was just like enjoying it a bit more then. But I think it was yeah. probably... It just uh, takes that long to get into it. Yeah, in the middle, I was like, this is going to be a slog. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, it started off really well though like uh, the first eight miles I was like absolutely storming I was like just behind the 4.30 pacer I was going really well I did like 10k in just over an hour oh I would, I'm sending you virtual hugs because I still <laughs> I think you just have to be proud of it like I think everybody has such high expectations of themselves that any, you know you're doing like London Marathon or any marathon that the pressure you put on yourself is the hardest thing and yeah. the fact that you've done it and you, you can really think about it and learn from it is, is the best thing and you can come and come away and say you've done it now and I know I've learned from it yeah it was really surreal at I'm the end proud. as well oh thanks it was yeah it was really surreal yeah. at the end when I was like sat with the medal around my neck and I was just like sat on a curb like we were all these crowds around me and I was yeah. like oh I can't believe I just did that like it was a bit like oh did that really just happen and I feel like that about the whole race. Like, the whole thing is a bit of a blur. Like, it went on for ages. It's yeah. bloody long. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm not yeah. really sure what happened. It just condenses into kind of, yeah, tiny fragments of time. Yeah. It? I, I mean it when I say at least I don't have to do it again now. The lessons learned. But also it looks like you've done some fun celebrating as well. I've yeah. Uh, um, a few photographic updates I had a really good day off afterwards but I drunk loads and had really unhealthy food and I've actually been really really ill this week um um, it's like the effect of it yeah well I like I had that whole stomach um dodginess before the marathon I took loads of sodium on the day of the marathon 
ran it and was like, do what I would do. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, it's just nerves, it's just nerves. Like that's why your um, tummy's feeling really upset. And yeah, yeah it, I think I've actually been quite ill. <laughs> so oh, no. I've had a really horrible week this week. I've been on the phone to the doctors a couple of times, and I've got to go back this week to find out what's wrong with me. I've had to give them a sample. It's gross. Oh god, that's gross. Uh, um, do you mean I know I've been through this experience? It's not cool. No. <laughs> like that's what I mean. Like my legs and everything have been fine. I didn't have any blisters or anything, but like my really? insides, not happy. Yeah, they're like, do not run a marathon again. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, enough of that grossness. I could go into my, like everyone in my office is well versed in what's happening to my innards, <laughs> whether they want Amazing. to be or not. I haven't done any running. That's the only that's the on running side. I haven't done any running, but it's it's very very high altitude, and you actually can feel it. So I feel like I have quite a legit, legitimate excuse. Like we walked up a steep hill earlier, and I definitely felt quite dizzy. So <laughs> not really going to go pushing it by running anywhere. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> I oh. think I might wait till we get to the beach. I'm sure you're doing lots of like walking around and stuff, though, being quite active. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of hiking going yeah. on. Good. I'm wearing my hiking shoes. You know, serious, nice. serious walking. <laughs> I'm going for my first run post marathon tomorrow morning. Ooh, I'm quite excited. That's exciting. Oh, I just good. tweeted that I'm excited about running, which I haven't said for a long time. So, yeah. Oh, I'm just realised as well that I'm sitting on the creakiest chair in the world. So I'm really sorry about that as well. Are you running on your own? Uh, no, I'm running with um, my housemates. Oh, fun! Yeah. Any any route planned? Just uh, I think I'm just going to go along the river to Millennium Bridge and back, and it's going to be good because it's a bank holiday. Okay, we better leave you to it. Okay. All right. I hope you have a good rest of your trip. Thank you very much. I hope you have a good couple of weeks. Thank you. I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Enjoy your Thank you. Bye. Speak to you later. Bye. So it was so lovely to hear from Harry for a bit there, um, as I haven't seen her since her wedding, and I went to hear for another couple of weeks, so it was really nice to catch up with her. Um, but next up, we have our regular feature on the run, uh, where we get someone to record how they're feeling whilst they're out running. And this week, we've got um, my lovely friend Melanie, um, who hasn't actually been a runner for very long, um, but she's... Um, just signed up to do her first marathon so she was out for a long training run so um, we've got a couple of clips from her um, I'll just um, play them straight after each other um, I really apologise it's really windy um, but hopefully you'll be able to get the gist so over to you Melanie let's have a listen so I am recording for uh, the podcast and I'm in the middle of a 16 mile run which is the longest I've ever run ever I am training for the men's 100 um, because I'm doing 50 kilometres with a really amazing collective of women and I've ridiculously signed up to run Copenhagen in four weeks so I need to run really far. Um, at the moment we're 10 miles in and we've run all the way to where we run to. Springfield Park and back with all the girls and now we've left the girls and currently in Victoria Park and we have six more miles to go so two more laps of the park and then I'm going to eat all the pancakes 
so finding it quite difficult definitely want to stop but not gonna <laughs> um what else can i say um we're running at quite a good consistent speed um i normally run at about a 5:30 kilometer um so um trying to kind of stick to that as my base pace because i really enjoy running at that speed but ultimately i want to get quite fast and try and do a sub 150 um, at Hackney in two weeks next week um, because I've been in Hackney now for eight years and Hackney's pretty much my home and that was the first race I ever ran when I was a year ago when I'd only ever run 8k and decided to sign up because I wanted to impress a boy <laughs> and did that in two hours and 12 minutes um, um, I love running in Victoria Park I always get people um, laugh at me because I never stray off my path but it's my home and it's the one place I can feel totally at peace when I run um, this is the longest I've ever run without music um, I've not had my headphones in at all and it's been really nice to run a nice pace with all the girls and one wingman um, so hopefully the next six miles will go nice and slow easy ready to do even longer next week so signing off hello back again <laughs> um we're at 14.03 miles so this is the furthest i've ever run so i'm currently in unknown running territory um i think i'm doing quite well and i'm smiling and i have stopped a few times for some water and i do feel quite sick but other than that, I feel okay. Um, my running top is like cutting into my chest and that really hurts. It's making me struggle to breathe. Um, so thanks, Nike. Um, so, yeah, two more miles. The sun's come out, it's really nice now. Um, I'm eating pancakes after, I've probably told you that. And I'm also gonna make a smoothie with some almond milk and some bananas and some frozen berries. And I'm very excited about that. So that's gonna get me through the last two. I have no idea what pace we're running at. What pace is this? I can't see that. 940. 940 mile, minute miles. Get off me. Um, and, sorry, I've just been harassed by a boy in the park. Um, and yeah, I just thought I'd update this because um, I feel pretty proud of myself for running over this distance. And we've been running for, how long have we been running for? Two hours, Two hours and 20 minutes, which is a long time. So I'm going to eat all the food when I get back. So over and out. Bye. Hello, so I'm here with Melanie now and we're going to talk about her recording that we've just listened to. How do you feel having just listened back to that? Um, it's quite nice to listen back to it because today I feel really amazing and normally when I run a half marathon I can't actually walk for like five days or can't even take stairs and today I feel great and we've just had a yoga class which we totally smashed and had a good stretch and I can easily take stairs and walk so yeah I'm feeling good and it's quite funny to listen to it back because um, I sound like I'm in a hurricane, um, <laughs> didn't really realise how windy it was, it was uh, all good, yeah, good. feeling positive. Um, 
I like how in the first bit you spoke about how you've got a half marathon, a marathon and an ultra <laughs> all in like the next couple of months. Um, tell us about that. How, why, how, why have you decided to suddenly go crazy with the crazy races? Um, I don't know. I've only been running for a year. So for anyone that doesn't um, think they can do it, I can even run for a bus when I started running a year ago. Um, I didn't do any exercise at all. Um, like nothing I'd go to the odd yoga class and then I started to run I actually started running to uh, kind of get over a breakup um because I'd broken up with a boyfriend of like four years and he told me that I couldn't do it so um when I started running it became so much more than that and I think in the past year um I feel like I've really grown and developed a lot and I guess I want to feel like I can put myself through challenges because um, actually in yoga today, I don't know if you remember hearing Kelly say mm. something about inner strength, that um, to, sometimes you don't realise how strong you are until you put yourself in situations where you really have to, yeah. really, it has to come out. And I think actually watching you, Melissa, run the marathon was like really inspiring because I knew how hard you found it. And it was amazing to see how strong you were coming through, even though you struggled and you had to find that strength. And I want to go and do the same. I want to feel like I can do anything. And, you know, why not? Why not? Fuck it. I just wore, sorry, I didn't mean to surround your podcast. But you know what, whatever. It's good. (laughs) I was like, you know what? Like, And also there's a really low percentage of women that run ultras. And the girls that are all running it as like such an amazing collective of women in Rundem and from other running crews. And I definitely want to feel part of that. And I want to be part of something that really puts women in the forefront of a sport that I feel is really underrepresented and, um, yeah, something that I'm really proud to be part of. Cool. So the race we're talking about is a uh, race to the stones, which is a 50 K or hundred K ultra, which is in July. So yeah. we'll put links to stuff about this in the, when we put the podcast up but yeah basically there's a group of women who are doing it together which is awesome and I'm like in awe because I have absolutely no desire to run an ultra but I think it's awesome that I know so many people that are going to run 100k 50k it's crazy it's not like one time though I mean we spit up I'm in, in my head I think I just imagine that we're going to run a bit then we're going to stop and eat cake and then we're going to run a bit cake. and then we're going to like eat some more cake yeah I've heard that a lot about <laughs> ultra running but it's really different from marathon running because it's just so much more chilled out and you, yeah. it's not about like racing it it's about just having a nice day out which yeah. is cool nice day out bit of countryside <laughs> run into some stones I guess they're talking about Stonehenge I think it's a different stone circle. Oh. <laughs> but it is like some kind of stone circle. Disappointment. <laughs> you're like, yes, I'm running to Stonehenge. It's no. actually not Stonehenge. <laughs> oh, well. It might be, but I'm pretty sure it's it's like one of those ones on the ground. Oh. Anyway. Never mind. We'll find out. <laughs> one of the other things I really enjoyed you talking about which I haven't really we haven't really spoken about before on this was um about like running around your home and like why you run around Hackney so I think that's really interesting because um I find where I live has a massive impact on how much I enjoy running so at the moment I I really love where I live because I live right next to the river so I enjoy running around where I live and where I first started running I had amazing little running routes around there but in between those places where I've lived has really affected my love of running because I haven't enjoyed running near my house so when I lived in Wimbledon I hated running around there it was really uninteresting um 
So yeah, I think that was quite nice because you're like, it's nice. I run around Victoria Park all the time, and it is. Yeah, really I get cute. people actually laugh at me, and I've had a few people run them and be like, I always see you in Victoria Park, and I'm like, that is the only place I like to run. Like, I I suppose when I run with Rundem, I still feel slightly anxious about the idea of running all the way to like Waterloo because I'm just like, that's so far away. Like, <laughs> I don't want to run to Waterloo because then I've got to run back again, and that's like really long. <laughs> like when I run in Vicky Park, I like my loop, and like I said in my um when I was doing my recording I've lived in Hackney for like eight years and it is my home and it was a place that I kind of came to when like things weren't good when I lived back at home in Suffolk and when I moved to London Hackney was my refuge and I stayed here and I've been here for ever, ever since and Victoria Park is like one place that I go to whenever I feel sad I've you know if I've needed to have a break or go for a walk or get a coffee, that place makes me feel centred again. So running in it and looping it is no big deal. Like I don't, people, um, someone said to me yesterday, oh, it's, this is the most I've ever run around Victoria Park. And I was like, yeah, but every time I run around it, I find something that's completely unique and beautiful and mm. it's just so pretty. And I guess maybe that some people see that as like narrow-minded that I don't really explore other running routes because I really did enjoy running all the way to Tottenham yesterday with the girls on the canal and I was like, oh wow, this is amazing. Um, and I should expand it, but um, Victoria Park will always be my home. I think it's a really good way of um, exploring where you live as well. So like where I live now, I've only lived there for just over a year and I probably know it best from running around it and like running on along the river all the way out to the Thames barrier I wouldn't have even gone that far if mm. I hadn't run it and I discovered how close I am to loads of stuff as well because I like ran to Greenwich and I was like huh I'm in Greenwich like that always Greenwich always feels really far away from me and yeah. then I'm like oh I can actually get to Greenwich in like half an hour now it's really cool yeah I felt like that when we ran to Tottenham yesterday I was like oh there's a, like a yacht club here and I feel like I'm in the countryside and you get to Hackney Marshes and you it, it literally is like it, you're in the... I mean, I could be in Suffolk, but I'm mm. not. And um, when I go back uh, to Suffolk, I do go running around uh, like where my mum lives in Stowmarket and it's really beautiful around there. Um, so that's quite nice. But I guess I have a special connection to Victoria Park. That's what I should have said. And it does make, I'm, it's the one place I feel like I can very much shut down because when I run to like other places um, with a big collective of people and I don't really know where I'm going, um, I slightly panic and I go, don't feel like that when I'm at peace on my own with my music in the park, just with that kind like of... Get into the meditative yeah, state. <laughs> and that's what running is. It should be... I mean, it's not always about racing and getting a PB. Like, it's a, for me... Um, it's about going, um, sorry about that really fast motorcycle, um, <laughs> um Hackney, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I can't remember what I was saying, um, but yeah, it's not always about hitting a PB, it's something about, for me, it's about, um, you know, being at peace with myself, and setting myself challenges and breaking them, going awesome. through barriers. So thanks to Melanie for doing her recording for us, really enjoyed that chat we had afterwards i thought it was really cool next up i've got another friend talking to me to keep me company over to a little chat i recorded with stephanie here we go so i'm here um we're with stephanie and we're just sat in the courtyard at um the barbican outside near the lake which is why there's lots of running water sounds so it's quite lovely for us but apologies if you feel like you need the toilet by the end of it um i'm quite enjoying anyway um so yeah we're just gonna have a little chat about running really because we've mentioned stephanie quite a lot on the podcast in the first few episodes 
like old at all. Did feel like a little celebrity when you mentioned me. It was good. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're just going to have a chat. So um, earlier on in the episode, I spoke to Melanie, who has also signed up for an ultra. She's doing the 50k at Race to the Stones, and um, Steph is doing the 100k. So my first question is, um, what do you like about ultra running? Ultra running, I think, is such a completely different discipline to any other kind of running. You get 10Ks, you get half marathons, you get marathons, and it all seems to be about the time and pushing yourself. Whereas ultra running is just complete... I've only run one. I'm not a professional (laughs) at this. But it seems completely different to me, and the community seems completely different. It's more about getting to the finish, having a good time, chatting to people, eating a hell of a lot of cake. Um, The ultra I ran in January had cake pretty much every six miles. Good, stodgy fruit cake. Mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just about having a good time and, and learning to slow the heck down it's not you know you have your marathon training plan it's all about speed sessions and hill sessions whereas ultra running is just about slowing down having a chat and going long <laughs> going long i think that's the only bit that puts me off about it because i really like the idea of it in general the slowing whole down the slowing cake. down and eating cake is definitely a good thing i think um i definitely feel the pressure of a training plan when i've trained for things and it's something i'm trying to get away from but yeah i think for me uh going long is not something i'm interested in right now but i definitely see the you appeal. should just come along with me for a few miles and have the cake <laughs> yeah just i think four miles and cake is like perfect scenario yeah. but i don't know if that's quite long enough to justify we, it we should just invent our own little cake race four miles I'll do the baking, you plan the route, we're sorted. sorted. I was going to just say a little bit about, um, people keep asking me about Race to the Stones. I'm not entirely sure where it is because it's outside of London and I'm a little bit lost, but it starts somewhere near Oxford in a place called Chinna and ends up near Marlborough in a place called Avery and it's called Race to the Stones because there is a stone circle there. I'm really, really glad that you've just said that actually because when I was talking to Melanie yesterday she was like, and I get to run to Stone- Stonehenge. It's and not I was Stonehenge. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not Stonehenge. No. I don't know where it is Sorry, but it's Melanie. not Stonehenge. <laughs> okay, good, so that's confirmed. It's, I don't need to look that up. It's a smaller stone circle. Also, Stonehenge is a lot more than 100 kilometres away. I don't want to run there. That's got to be like 300 <laughs> kilometres away. We'll drive there. Although, um, I have seen some chat on one of the facebook groups i mean about maybe cycling to the stones instead of running which i'm a little bit more interested in because i've just recently bought a new bike and it's amazing it's very pretty and um enjoying cycling a lot more than running at the moment even as a non-cyclist i'm very very jealous <laughs> of the bike I quite like one to just, just sit and just look at yeah push around so we were also just talking earlier about motivating yourself to go running and how we've spoken quite a lot about how we're like, oh, Steph is so good, she just goes running all the time. So what what do you think makes you be good at training for races? One of my key things is to just get up and get out. <laughs> so I schedule, I'm a little bit anal like this, but I schedule all of my runs in my diary. So I know when they're coming up and then I can work my other plans around them. So... For example, um, this Sunday I had 90 miles to run. Um, we had friends coming over for dinner at 5 and I wanted to spend a little bit of time with my boyfriend. So I got up 7.30, out the door, boshed out my miles, came back and I was organised to meet him at Starbucks. So it's nice, you know, we had a little like coffee and cake outing at mm-hmm. the end of my run. So it was a nice joint activity and it meant that I didn't feel like the run had taken over my day. Also, it meant that I didn't have time to talk myself out of it. If I'm running late, in the afternoon I have all day to talk myself out of it whereas if I'm running first thing in the morning I just get out and before you know it five miles seem to be done and you might as well just get on with the rest and some days five miles in you're really loving it and you're really really enjoying it this Sunday was a tough one for me 
I was out on my own the whole way. It drizzled, or what do we call it now? Mizzle. Mizzle. Horrible mizzle the whole way around. And I ended up relying on a lot of podcasts. So I know some people seem to think that I'm, life is easy for me and running is easy for me. But I do have tough ones. My pace was a bit off. I had achy hips. I felt a bit grumpy. I had a few stops. But because I was out there, I got it done. I actually had one of those mornings this morning, so earlier in the podcast as well, which I recorded yesterday, so today is now Sunday. No, it's not, it's Monday, Bank Monday. Holiday Monday. Um, I said I was going to go for my first run after the marathon today, and I, because I managed to persuade my housemates to come with me, I, yesterday we said we're going at nine, and amazingly, all three of us were in the kitchen at four minutes to nine, which is amazing for me. Yeah. I was early, <laughs> and we were out of the door, and it was really good, it was nice. Being accountable to people is a really good way of motivating yourself as well. And, yeah, and it was just one of those, uh, I decided that I was going to do it, so I just did mm. it. I think I need to be a bit like that more. Like, just there... There's no option. Yeah, I managed it. to persuade myself out of things quite a lot, which is not good. There shouldn't really be an option when you're like, oh, I'll just not do that 18-mile training one. It's fine. It's not fine. Just do it first thing. Then you can't talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Just wake up and go. Wake up and go. Okay. Wake up and go. And put all and like putting yourself a treat at the end is a really good way of doing it. So I knew like I had David waiting for me at the end. I had a I had an incentive. Also my route helped that. So I did I ran fifteen K into the city, crossed over at uh, London, London Bridge. Bridge and then ran back. And so actually if I'd finished at fifteen K, it, it would have taken me like an hour and a half to get home on the train. So actually, I might as well just run it. And every step then, I, I knew after I'd crossed that bridge, every step I took was a step closer to home. Yeah. And that's really motivating, actually. Yeah, it's always useful as well when you uh, realise that it's actually going to take you longer just to get on yeah. public transport than this run. So you're like, oh, fine, I might as well run it. Well, you know, if you plan yourself laps and you're passing your house, it's really easy to be like, oh, I'm just going to go yeah, back in the house stop. now. Yeah which almost happened to me at the marathon when my mum was stood at the end of my road. I was like, oh, I'll just go home. Just go home now. There was a little gap in the fence as well, like literally just to go straight uh, down my road. I was like, damn it. Oh, gosh, one of the stories you don't know from the marathon is that I struggled to get back out. So I ran with Lissy for a few miles and then somebody <laughs> took over from me and I was trying to get off the course. Firstly, there seemed to be like four people deep everywhere yeah. and big metal barriers so I couldn't get out. Yeah. I managed to get back to the Rundem station and there was a little bit of tape rather than barriers where yeah. I tried to get out. A few people from Rundown clearly thought I was supposed to be running the marathon and tried to convince me that I could carry on going and that it was going to be okay. Actually, the, I was really surprised when we got to the end and um, so Michelle ran with me after you from mile 21 to the finish and a little marshal came up to us like literally with 800 metres to go and was like, you haven't got a number on. And she was like, oh, I'm just running with her. And he was really good about it. Yeah. He was like, oh, it's fine. I'll just take you up to the end and then I'll take you out there. Apparently they were making a little tally of all the people that they'd had to take off the course. I think quite a lot of people do it. But I was really impressed that they were like not arsy about it. They were I like, had it's no fine. Getting on the course. Like, just come off with me and then you can get back round again. Because yeah. she had no intention of trying to cross the finish line. No. But I was glad that they were so good about it. I also, the girl finished next to me because they were doing that hand in hand campaign. Which I didn't know about until after the race. Yeah, she actually like ran up to me and was like, Do you want to cross the line hand in hand? I was like, All right. Ah, oh, so it's your finished picture with you holding so, someone random's hand? Yeah. Awkward. Yeah, it's awkward. <laughs> won't, be, won't be buying that one. Sorry, oh, girl in the Macmillan vest. Don't want to, yeah. to have a picture of you. Sorry. Also, looks up the girl who had the same name as me, because there was two Melissa Webbs really? running. No. Yep, That's I know, crazy. how rude. And also, we were in the same age group as well, so I looked up her finishing photos like an absolute stalker. What she look like? Um, she's a little bit older than me, did it for charity, and a lot faster. Mm. So someone at my work actually 
emailed me saying, well done, you absolutely smashed your time. And I was like, Not yeah, really. that was the other one. That was I awkward. don't have that problem, so I've got a really awkward surname. Yeah, I was really surprised. Thanks to Stephanie there for that chat with me. You can find her on Twitter at a magpie in the sky we've mentioned her loads already so if you don't already follow her what have you been doing that brings us to the flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company united healthcare insurance plans offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more one of these plans may be right for you if you're say between jobs coming off your parents plan turning a side hustle into a full hustle or even missed open enrollment want more flexibility find out more about united healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com quality sleep is essential for boosting energy recovery and well-being so take your sleep to the next level with sleep number with a sleep number smart bed you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night jd power ranks sleep number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now the queen sleep number c4 smart bed is only $1599 a saving of $300 only for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com/awards Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. The end of this episode. As usual, you can find us all over the internet. Our website is oftrpodcast.com wordpress.com where you can stream us you can download us on itunes if you search for one for the road we are on twitter and instagram the same handle which is at oftr podcast i'm lissy i'm on twitter at lissy runs harry is on twitter at harry caps and if you want to email us with anything we are oftr podcast at gmail.com as usual always looking for people who want to contribute or if you've got any questions or suggestions feedback anything you want to tell us happy to hear from you we'll be back when harry's back from her honeymoon in a couple of weeks and as we mentioned before now that we're through the madness of marathon and honeymooning hopefully we'll be on a bit more of a regular schedule don't hold us to that just yet but that is the plan so hopefully see you in a couple of weeks until then happy running and see you soon bye Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.